the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Ready to get into some of these matchups that are going to be so big during this game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. And one of the biggest things going into this game is how do you stop or how will you limit the Green Bay Packers offense? Because after seeing what Green Bay did against Dallas, a lot of people are getting a little concerned. Jordan Love looks like he's an absolute world beater. His number over numbers over the last 10 games are pretty close to elite. He's taking care of the football, and he's making big-time throws down the field. The offensive line is protecting him. They allowed zero sacks against the Dallas Cowboys, and Aaron Jones is running the football at a nice clip. So the Green Bay Packers are a very formidable force right now in the playoffs. And here waiting are the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round. And with it comes a tremendous defense. The San Francisco 49ers are top five in almost every single major category. In DVOA, they are number four in the league. So the 49ers defense is no joke. And how do they do it? They get home with four on obvious pass downs. They stop you in the run game with seven. Uh, this has been a very good defense against the run all season. The 49ers have allowed 89 yards per game on the ground. Now, that number has definitely inflated with Eric Armstead being out and on the shelf since the early part of the season. So he played against Philadelphia December 3rd, and then after that, no Eric Armstead. And with it came some struggles in the run game. Now, of course, there were struggles during the season with Armstead. I'm not going to paint a picture that the 49ers' run defense has been perfect all season. They were definitely struggling without Dre Greenlaw against Cleveland, so having everyone together is exactly what you're looking for at this point in the season. And guess what? The 49ers are healthy, minus missing Talano Hufonga. They're all pro safety, who was lost for the year early, in the, early on in the season. Now, the 49ers have a couple of safeties that are going to be rotating probably during this game uh, between Logan Ryan and young rookie Jair Brown. So 49ers have the players. They have the potential to go out there and make some plays. What we want to talk about in this is keys to slowing down that Packers offense. Because the truth is, when you get into the playoffs, a lot of these offenses are so good and so dynamic and they have playmakers all around, the odds of absolutely stopping on offense are not good. But slowing them down is potentially there. You could slow down this offense and give your offense an opportunity to put points up. And we know how if you get a lead, it can flip the game. Just look at last week of the wildcard round. Green Bay got a 27 to nothing lead, and after that, Dallas was reeling. And Green Bay was able to turn to the run game, turn to Aaron Jones, and really just sit back and use that clock while Dallas was in hurry-up mode. They had to turn away from the run game. So uh, getting an early start is pivotal in this game. We're going to get all into that in just a second. But please like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm on that push for 5K. Lots of people have subscribed recently, edging me closer I want to get there before the Super Bowl, so thank you so much for everyone that has subscribed. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating available on all audio platforms. And if you're going to bet, why not bet with Bet Online? With the NFL playoffs here, 
and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today and get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So where I'm going to start is where you have to start. And normally this is a game plan. So this isn't a far cry from what we normally talk about when you're going into a game, especially a game like this. Young quarterback, Jordan Love, a successful team that marries the run game to the pass game with play action and shots down the interior part of the field and that intermediate range. You have to stop the run game. And that is a key in this game, and it's a key for a few reasons. First off, when the Green Bay Packers run the ball successfully, when Aaron Jones gets 100 yards on the ground, Jordan Love plays better football. And if you just go back and look at recent history since Aaron Jones has come back from his injury, they have been very successful. Just listen to this. So he comes back against Tampa Bay, but he's just getting back. They only rush for 53 yards, and they lose 34-20. Right after that, you start seeing Aaron Jones come into his own against Carolina, 127 yards on the ground. They beat Carolina. Against Minnesota, 120 yards on the ground. They beat Minnesota. Against Chicago, 111 yards on the ground. They beat Chicago. And then this last week against the Dallas Cowboys, Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Jones' success leads to the Green Bay Packers' offensive success. Now, they've had success throughout the year, even when they didn't have Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon and others were able to uh, keep the ball rolling. But their offenses isn't as dynamic without that run aspect. When you can make a team one-dimensional, that's when you can start teeing off. Defensive linemen can start looking to get after the quarterback a little bit more, less worried about responsibilities in the run game, Edge rushers less worried about setting the edge. So the 49ers early part of this game, it's going to be about establishing that they can stop the run. And they need to be able to stop the run with seven or with a late safety coming in. Now, the 49ers are more than willing to bring a safety in the box. They've done it all year. But Jordan Love does have the talent around him to be able to be successful in getting the ball out in pass game. This isn't a guy that can't make the throws that needs to be made. He's got the talent. He's got the tight ends that he can rely on. So he's got the ability to make things happen if you load the box consistently. But the 49ers know that Aaron Jones is the main key cog of this. You make it go on Jordan Love, and he has to throw the ball 35, 40 times. You have a real good chance to win because whoever establishes a run game in this game and is able to use the clock, is able to keep their defense off the field, is able to continue to get first downs, is going to have the most success and is going to have the best chance of winning. When you look at these two teams, when it comes to third down efficiency, both of them on offense are very efficient. And both of them are very effective on third down. 47% conversion rate for each team. You look at the defense, both of them near 41% in allowing third down conversions. So this is one that the run game is so significant because if you can have early success on first down running the football and early success on second down running the football, and you could put yourself in third and manageable, third and three and lower, 
you're going to have a very good chance of converting on first downs and keeping drives alive, winning the time of possession, and keeping the opposing offense and their dynamic playmakers on the sideline. So Aaron Jones and stopping Aaron Jones is significant in this game. And how do the 49ers do it? Well, first off, it helps getting your big hoss, Eric Armstead, back. Because Eric Armstead is one of the best at being able to occupy blockers. One of the things that's hugely significant when you're trying to stop the run is to be able to keep offensive linemen off of your linebackers. And let's be honest, the 49ers have two of the best linebackers in the entire league. I argue it's the best tandem in the entire league with Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. Keeping those guys clean and able to navigate through the box and make tackles is a key to the 49ers' success in stopping the run. Javon Hargrave is built more on penetration. He's built on being aggressive when he breaks his double teams. He's built on getting in there and causing havoc in the backfield. Armstead can do that, but Armstead could absolutely lock onto these guys and hold ground and not allow them to push up to second level. That is key in this game. You're getting back your best run defender along the defensive line. And yes, the 49ers have good run defenders. Uh, pretty much all of them do a good job. But this is where it gets really good. And if the 49ers can use Eric Armstead, Hargrave, Bosa, and a starting Chase Young, Chase Young starting is interesting. Now, Bosa talked last week about the fact Chase Young has been working him and Randy Gregory diligently on the coaching points that Chris Kacarek has been giving them about how to attack certain angles and certain ways to attack edge, to edge offensive players to be able to set the edge against the run game. He said they hadn't got it yet, but they were going to have to pick it up quickly because Cleveland Farrell's out. So stopping the run is about squeezing down the edges. When you're running a zone plays, you have to be able to squeeze that down and not allow there to be a push. If there's a push, it's going to create separation for the run game, and Aaron Jones is one of the best at finding little holes. He pushes to the line of scrimmage, and then it gets vertical as soon as he sees a window to get upfield. So they have to be able to set the edge and squeeze this thing down, compress it. Then what they have to do is they have to be able to occupy blockers and make sure that those guys can't get up to second level to the running backs or to the linebackers. If they can't get to the linebackers, those linebackers are going to be able to get to their windows, get downhill, and make tackles. So that's going to be key in this game. And when it comes down to it, the Green Bay Packers' offensive line has been playing pretty well. And it's interesting because the offensive line hasn't always been playing pretty well this season. They've had some battles uh, at left tackle. Rasheed Walker and Yash Neiman have been battling throughout the year. And Rasheed Walker got the nod, and he's the guy now. But they haven't exactly got a full-fledged uh, group together the entire season. John Runyon has been battling with Sean Ryan. They've been splitting snaps. It looks like Runyon might have this thing now. Uh, but he was not a very successful blocker for most of the season. Over the last five games, he's come into his own. He's played a lot better. But there are opportunities for the 49ers to take advantage of this Green Bay Packers offensive line. Do I think the offensive line is much improved, that they're playing good and they played good against Dallas? I do. But I think there are some advantages for the 49ers because you're walking in with Armstead, you're walking in with Hargrave. Not only can these guys stop the run, not only can they get off the ball and get into the backfield quickly, but they have pass rush moves. These guys are very good, they're very nimble, they're very quick, and that's where you're going to have problems for guys like John Runyon. So I'm really excited about this matchup and stopping Aaron Jones on the ground. 
Aaron Jones has to be stopped for the 49ers to be able to have success on defense. Getting off the field is going to be very important. And yes, there could be some early throws from Jordan Love to try to soften that 49ers defense, and that can be uh, successful and that can work. But the 49ers have to be diligent. Hold them under 100 yards with Aaron Jones. In fact, I would say the 49ers are probably shooting to hold them under 75 yards on the ground, knowing that if they do that, they're going to give their offense enough opportunity to get points and get a lead, and then the Green Bay Packers will have to uh, just go away from the run game. So I think this is one of the most key things in there. But Jones, he's so successful at a variety of different runs. He's not pigeonholed into anything. You want to run an outside zone? He's got the speed. He's got the awareness, and he's got the vision to make it happen. You want to run on the inside? He can do that as well. Uh, so he has got the ability to go inside and outside. He's very physical. Uh, so Aaron Jones is a complete back, including catch the ball in the backfield. The 49ers are going to have their hands full, but they know what they're getting into. They know what they have to do, and they have the talent to go ahead and take care of it. So this is going to be the number one key for the 49ers is stopping Aaron Jones in that run game. It's going to be about setting a hard edge. It's going to be about occupying blockers. And when it comes to those linebackers, it's going to be about filling those holes and making tackles. You get your hands on someone, do not let them go by any means. And I'm really excited to see what happens with this matchup. Now, if you're stopping the run, one of the keys is going to be forcing third and long. We talked a little bit earlier about Green Bay Packers' efficiency on third down. 47% conversion rate is absolutely spectacular. But if you can force third and long, and then you can get pressure on Jordan Love, that's going to give you your best opportunity to get off the field on third down. Because when you can get a situation where he has to get rid of the ball quickly because he's feeling pressure, a lot of times he has to throw it in front of the sticks. And that's exactly what you want in San Francisco. You want him throwing the ball underneath where you can rally and make tackle and get off the field. Now, it all has to be that first and second down work, stopping Aaron Jones, stopping easy throws, taking away screens. It's going to be tough for the 49ers. It's not going to be an easy road. But if you can consistently force third and long situations, you are going to have a better opportunity of getting that Packers team to less consistency on third down. And when they don't convert at the 47%, they struggle this season. Going back and looking over the stats, that's when they run into problems. When they're not converting consistently on third down, you could probably say that about a lot of teams. But uh, that was something that I definitely noticed, and it was interesting. The other thing is the San Francisco 49ers need to make sure they're able to get home with four. That's one of the keys. The Dallas Cowboys consistently brought pressure. They brought extra linebackers. They brought defensive backs. They were coming after Jordan Love. And I've got to give Jordan Love credit. He looked smooth. He looked confident. He looked comfortable. And he was just sitting back there, and he was absolutely just ripping it. He was making layered throws. Uh, he showed off his arm strength fading away and still being able to get the ball vertically down the field. He did a lot. But with that being said, if it's third and long and you can get home with four and you can drop seven, you're going to have a better chance of uh, knocking those footballs away, get, being able to get him down because there won't be open receivers. It's when you have to. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go ahead and contribute one extra player and only be able to drop six at those gaps in the zone get a little bit bigger. They make it a little bit more difficult. So the 49ers have to make sure they can get home with four. And let's be honest, that's been the 49ers calling card since 2019. We get home with four. We're able to drop seven and play coverage. And when you look at the back end, the San Francisco 49ers defense, it's gotten better and better every season. And with Steve Wilkes, it's gotten even better because the, we've seen players emerge. Charverius Ward went from being a Pro Bowl caliber player to being an All-Pro. You see Diameter Lenore being able to step in. And let's be honest, Diameter Lenore does not get the credit he deserves around the league. To be able to play outside against you know base sets and then come inside when we go sub-packages in the nickel and be able to play there, that is very difficult. Being able to understand all your job responsibilities, understand the concepts that the offense is going to throw at you, be able to understand the strengths and the weaknesses of the receivers that you're going to be able to go against is a lot. Plus, you when you're playing inside, a lot of times you're covering a two-way go. They can go outside, they can go inside, and your leverage uh, is a little bit harder. You throw in the fact that he has to help in the run game, in the nickel, and sub-packages, and he just has a ton of responsibility. But he's able to go through it with flying colors. Number two is an absolute hyena. His nickname fits. The guy runs around, he makes plays, he's always being physical. There's a lot to like about Diameter Lenore. And that's going to be something that we're going to have to watch in this game is that slot fade. Because when you look over at Green Bay, they have a lot of talent. They have Christian Watson. He's got the speed to get downfield. Romeo Dobbs had a really good game against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And he's had some good games this year. Uh, he, he's looked good. He's a big, physical, wide receiver. So they've got that as well. They got Jaden Reed. Uh, they've just got talent on talent that they can put in the slot. Now, I think it's going to be one of those things where if the pass rush gets home, it's going to innate or uh, take away some of the ability of that slot receiver to be able to get vertical. We do know a weakness in the 49ers defense is slot fade. 49ers have to make sure they prevent those big-time explosive plays by the Green Bay Packers. John Lenore is going to be a big reason why. He's got to make sure he has tight coverage on these guys and he plays it to a T. And that's going to be a, a, a main stage watch. Everyone needs to just focus on that slot position because if Diameter Lenore can hold down those slot receivers, I think the 49ers are going to have a really good chance of getting some things done. Now, the 49ers also have to worry about screens. And that's one thing that the DBs have to make sure they can get up and help on bubble screens on the outside. But the defensive line has to recognize when they're being let free. It's not the easiest thing. Here you are, you're, you're in attack mode, you want to go upfield, you want to get to the quarterback, but you have to have a good feel. Uh, this is another reason I love getting Eric Armstead back. Eric Armstead is great at recognizing, feeling, screens, and then uh, retracing and getting out there. He's really good at it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the 49ers handle the screen game. I look for LaFleur uh, to run some screens the same way that Sean McVay normally does with the Rams when they play the 49ers, they take advantage of that attacking style defensive line and try to get the ball out on the edge, whether that's getting the ball to Aaron Jones, uh, getting the ball uh, to, to Musgrave, the tight end in the screen, 
or getting the ball outside to one of his playmakers and allowing them to create. The 49ers have to be detailed in their the way that they handle the screen game. Uh, if it's a screen to a running back or tight end, we need to make sure that those those defensive linemen get out there and get into a space where they can help make tackles, where they don't put it all on the linebackers and stop big plays from happening. When it happens on the outside, we need those cornerbacks to set an edge and not allow any of these wide receivers the outside where they can get down the sideline. You have to turn it in. That's number one. Number two, then you have to keep your leverage and be in the right positions so you can hem these plays up. Allowing them to get a couple of yards is okay. What you can't allow is for them to get big plays on screen passes. So the 49ers defense needs to make sure they limit screens. I think that's going to be a part of this game plan that has to be stopped. Once you prove you can stop it, then Matt LaFleur will go away from it and try to go a different way. But they have to be diligent in their spacing. They have to be diligent in their location of where they're at, their leverage, and making sure they hem these guys up. Because any one of these Green Bay Packers wide receivers get the ball in open space, they have the potential to take it to the house. The same way the San Francisco 49ers playmakers do. So that's going to be a key thing in this game. Defensive linemen recognizing the offensive line's uh, release and getting to their screen position, chasing that down and just it kind of blowing these plays up. And then when it comes on plays on the outside, it's all about positioning, spacing, and making sure you set the edge. Yamra Lenore, Ambry Thomas, and Charvarius Ward, it's so important to not give up that corner. Uh, it's so important to make sure that play gets turned in where the rest of your defenders are. I know that they've been doing so good at this year, and I want to see them do that in this game. The other thing that we got to remember is we've got Ambry Thomas coming back from a broken hand. And Ambry Thomas has played well this year. But I would say if you were looking at the 49ers defense, there are probably two positions you look at right away as probably the weakest part of the team. You'll look at the outside corner position when Diameter Lenore moves inside, and you look at the safety position with Tao Hufanga not in there. And I think that's exactly what Green Bay is going to look at. They're going to test Ambry Thomas early on. And the problem is you've got speed out there for the Green Bay Packers. And anytime that you have speed, that's when you got to worry about Ambry because Ambry likes to give a lot of space, and that's okay. He likes to play off. He likes to allow some space. So that way they can run into uh, his cushion, and then he doesn't get beat deep. With that being said, he also is susceptible to the double move. So he's got to make sure this week that he, once again, I bring this up uh, every once in a while, respect the speed, but don't give it too much respect. Because you cannot get eaten up underneath. Now, they do have the speed to take you down the field and make some big-time plays. I mean, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed are probably the ones I'd worry about the most going vertical on the outsides. But they still have Bo Melton. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, they've got uh, Dontavion Wicks. He's got a lot of speed. So they have the ability to stretch. And let's be honest, Ambry Thomas, you're going to get tested early. And he needs to stand up to the test. If he can prove that he can hang with these guys and he can make some plays on the outside and limit the effectiveness of the Green Bay Packers passing game, that's going to change everything because that's going to make it so you don't have to give extra help. That's going to make it so you can run all your coverages that you want to run. That's going to make it so you can trust him on the outside and you can still bring a blitz if you need to to get after Jordan Love. So it's imperative that he's able to slow down 
the success of those wide receivers. I don't mean stop them. Let's be honest. These guys are NFL caliber wide receivers. They're going to get catches. The key is when they do make a, a catch, make a tackle. Do not allow them explosives down the field for 15 plus yards. Tackle everything underneath and you'll be just fine. Compete. That is the key. Make them make consistent completions. Be consistent on offense. So that way they have to make mistakes or make the big plays. And if they make the big plays, you give them credit. You march down the field. Hey, bravo to you. But you got to feel at some point they're going to make an error and it's going to come, it's going to be a reward for you. So it's going to be key for Ambry Thomas to make sure that he limits the effectiveness of those teams, uh, wide receivers, because Green Bay Packers, they have some guys. Uh, these guys are talented. They haven't emerged as stars yet. I think Christian Watson, if he wouldn't have been hurt, uh, might have emerged as a star after what he did last season and some of the early parts of this season. Um, but I think that really they have guys who are emerging, and these playoffs are putting these guys on the map as how good they are. And then let's talk about that safety position because you have some tight ends uh, that are pretty, pretty good for the Green Bay Packers. First off, Luke Musgrave has stepped up into the starting role, and he's done a very good job out of Oregon State. Extensive breakdown of him during the draft process, and he's a solid player. Uh, so Musgrave has had some success. He had a touchdown last week against Dallas on a very similar play. The Foyers have ran to George Kittle, but he is a safety blanket for Jordan Love. If he can get open, he can make some plays. And then you have right behind him, you have Tucker Craft. Uh, and then they even have young guy Ben Sims out of Baylor. So they have some young tight ends there. Uh, but Kraft and Musgrave are the guys that usually get the playing time and make some plays. And Gibson, Brown, and Ryde. And I put all three of them in there because I don't know exactly how the 49ers plan on playing the safety position. I lean towards them going with Logan Ryan, with Tashawn Gibson, with them using Jair Brown in certain situations and certain looks. But that doesn't mean it's going to be the case. It could be Jair Brown. He's explosive. He flies up on run fits. I mean, the guy's fun to watch. So I think it could be either one of them. But it's going to be a key in this game is making sure they limit the effectiveness of the tight end. I don't think these tight ends are going to go off, you know, and, and have Jake Ferguson numbers or George Kittle or Travis Kelsey numbers. But if they have a solid four or five catch game that gets them over 50 yards, those could be pivotal yards. Early on in this season and we saw Tashawn Gibson taking away opposing tight ends. Didn't matter if it was Darren Waller, uh, it, you know, if it was Pat Fryermuth, he was on him and he was locking them down. And I was so interested to see uh, exactly how Steve Wilkes did it because he would just put him out there and say, all right, you're one-on-one, -on -one, go handle it. And he did. So the 49ers have the means, they have the ability, they have the talent to slow down these tight ends. It just has to be a priority. And with all things, it's a lot easier to stop a tight end when you don't have to worry about them uh, coming off a block and getting out in the open on a play-action play. So, once again, stopping the run with Aaron Jones is important. But I do think the 49ers have the ability uh, with Jair Brown um, and, and uh, Sean Gibson and even Logan Ryan to be able to stop these guys. Because remember, Logan Ryan was a cornerback at one point in his career. Now, of course, he's a little bit longer in the tooth now but he still has cornerback skills. He still has the ability to flip his hips and run. Is he as fast as he used to be? No. But when covering a tight end, you don't have to be fast. You just have to be physical. You have to get up in their face. You have to allow zero separation. And he could do that. Deshaun Gibson has been entirely physical with these guys. Now, I do have a little bit of concern about Jair Brown jumping routes, but 
he has been sitting back, watching, learning over the last several weeks. And I feel that there's always an opportunity for improvement. So I'm really excited about seeing how the 49ers safety position looks and how they handle these young tight ends. But that's exactly how I think you slow the Green Bay Packers. Take away Aaron Jones. You allow you allow no effectiveness from that run game. Keep him about 75 yards on the ground. I think that will be enough to be able to prevent them from having a really successful day on offense. When it comes to Jordan Love, you have to make sure you force third and longs. You're stopping that run and creating off-schedule uh, schedule plays where they're having third and seven and longer. You're going to have an opportunity to get after Jordan Love, but you have to do it with four. You have to make sure when you bring four, they get home. And if you do bring a blitz, you better make sure you get home. He has the ability to extend plays, get outside the pocket, and complete plays. That's one thing I didn't mention in this game yet. You have to make sure you keep your pass late integrity. So even though Jordan Love uh, doesn't scramble a whole lot, he has the ability to scramble. So you have to make sure you keep an eye on him and where he's going to be at all times. I will give him credit. He likes to keep his eyes down the field looking for receivers. And I like that characteristic in a quarterback. But make sure you force third and longs and get off the field. Don't allow them to convert anywhere near their season average of 47%. That is a big key to slowing down this offense. The, off, the, the defensive line has to have a great feel for the offensive line in screens. They have to make sure that those guys, when they're leaving, where they're going, uh, follow the pullers, uh, follow these guys when they release. Make sure you know where they're at at all times so that way you don't get screened to death. And on the outside with the bubble screens and the tunnel screens, you have to make sure you have the proper leverage. Bubble screens, make sure you set the outside. Cornerbacks come up hard and set the edge. And everybody else has got to make sure they're in their proper positions and leverage and setting uh, proper tackling technique is needed in this game. And with tunnel screens, make sure you take away the leverage early. Uh, stop those guys from getting the spacing that they need. That's going to be huge in this game. Slot receivers versus Deomero Lenore, mainly that slot fade. If Demo can win and, and still play his inside leverage and help against the run, but still be able to prevent it from going deep down the field, it's going to be big. A uh, big reason why he'll be effective in that area is if the defensive line's able to generate pressure with just four guys, that will speed up the clock of Jordan Love and maybe not allow some of these plays to be open. Ambry Thomas has to step up, has to play really well on the outside, so that way the 49ers can play a base defense, a regular defense. They still want to disguise, they still want to do all those things, but they don't want to have to give extra help to Ambry Thomas. And if they don't, 49ers defense is going to be really, really good in this football game. And then Gibson, Brown, and Ryan, they need to slow down these young tight ends. They need to slow down uh, Jordan Love feeling comfortable being able to go to these uh, different teams. So uh, I think the 49ers have the ability. They have the weapons, the talent to be able to slow down Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, and this Green Bay Packers offense. And I think they can. And we'll find out if they do it. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, looking forward to watching the 49ers in the divisional round versus the Green Bay Packers. It brings up a lot of memories uh, all through the 90s, 2000s. Uh, we've seen this rivalry, and the 49ers have been coming out on the right end of this rivalry over the last four games, but new generation. A lot of these players are different, especially for Green Bay. It's going to be interesting. Uh, please like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hope you think I earned that subscription. And if you're listening to audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, I appreciate you. This episode of 49ers Cutback was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.
plenty of content still coming your way, including uh, the game preview show and the Madden Sim. And the Madden Sim is going to be absolutely epic. Uh, you guys need to check that out. Uh, but until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.